Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Kaderna Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Kaderna, and I'm excited to get underway. So as I alluded to in our last episode, this season two of the podcast is going to revolve around a lot of the latest and greatest findings, interviews, and research that I've been able to find as I start to put together the groundwork of the second edition of Millennial Millionaire, which by the way, I hope to have out either later this year or early 2022. And so the crux of it is, you know, since I came out with the first edition several years ago, I guess four or five years ago now, there's been a lot of really cool conversation and debate over different chapters, uh, different opinions that were within that book, and certainly a lot of change, needless to say, of what's happened in the past five years. So what we're going to do is kind of take a journey. Uh, Each episode now will probably be spaced out every couple of weeks or so just because of the amount of research that's gone into this. Uh, But we're going to take a journey towards what the future looks like for millennials and really investigate the millennial economy, as well as featuring some cool guests that can comment on the issues, um, you know, as we proceed throughout season two. So like I might have said last time, if I didn't, just a quick refresher of what we're going to be getting into. We're going to look at all the different factors of the economy affecting our generation in the world at whole. And we're going to look at it from a macro standpoint of what's going on, you know, nationwide, internationally. Uh, And then we're going to look at it from a micro standpoint. How is that affecting you and your business or you and your family at home? And then at the end of each chapter that I'll have in the new book are going to be keys, keys to the future. And they're not necessarily solutions because I'm not going to pretend I have all the answers. But what I'm going to try and present is going to be opposition to the problem. Okay, so really what I want to do is provide everything from an empirical standpoint, really looking at things as an economist and not interjecting much opinion like we see on the news every night. So that's what we're going to be doing every other week or, you know, a couple times a month, however the schedule falls, with kind of tidbits of future chapters of Millennial Millionaire 2. So hopefully this kind of is a nice runway until eventually you can read the book and and get a lot of great information out of that. Um, But I want it to be something that gives you food for thought and that you take back and perhaps look at how you're planning your life and your finances a little bit differently and having a greater awareness of everything around you, not just how your 401k is doing today, but all the different aspects of money and economy. So without further ado, this first real episode, which kind of is in sync with the first chapter, or so my outline says, of Millennial Millionaire 2, is going to be on population. And you might be saying, population, what the heck does that have to do with money? Isn't this a personal finance podcast? And it is, but personal finance gets very broad and there's nothing operating in a vacuum. Everything becomes interconnected. And population, whether you believe it or not, is going to dictate every other aspect of the economy. Okay, so it's uh, it's a good thing and a bad thing. And I'm going to share some statistics right now, if I may that I think are really eye-opening, and then we'll talk about what that has to do at home with your own money. Is going to require work and time and sweat and toil. If money wasn't an issue, what would I be doing? Don't worry about it. You'll figure it out. Change is the only constant. The Cadena Podcast. 
So if we take a look at, at the world, all right, now we're getting very macro. We look at Earth as a whole. According to scientists, it's been around for about four and a half billion years. Okay, most studies show 4.54 billion years old is our beautiful planet Earth. All right, that's 196.9 square miles, uh, the majority of which is covered by water, as we all know. And I talk a lot about this in my upcoming book. We won't get into it today, but the Earth really is not expanding much. Uh, it's shifting with the tectonic plates and, and you know natural events and things. But if we look at the science of the actual globe, it's pretty much stayed the same exact size without just tiny margins for error there. And what's really unique is if we go all the way back to the beginning of mankind, whether it's Adam and Eve or whatever event you subscribe to, um, if we go back to the beginning of mankind and we say, all right, it started with one person or two people, whatever it may be, and then it took millennia, thousands and thousands of years for the population of mankind to go from zero to one billion. Okay, we actually hit one billion around 1800. All right, then if we look at, you know, even more in-depth statistics, 1800 to about 1900, population grew to about 1.65 billion. And then in the 20th century, things really start to get pretty crazy. From 1900 to 1928, the population hits 2 billion people on Earth. Okay, so what that means is what took thousands and thousands of years to get to 1 billion people took just another 128 years to double and get to or duplicate and get to 2 billion individuals living here on Earth. Again, that was in the year 1928. Then we start to hit the turbo button. 1975, so just fast forward another 47 years, the Earth's population hits 4 billion people. Then we fast forward another 46, 47 years to 2021, and the Earth's population has done it again and doubled to approximately 8 billion people walking the Earth today. Okay, so if you just look at that chart, it, if you can Google it or find that image anywhere, it's just astounding to see that very, very slow progression for thousands of years, and then it starts to jump, and then just in recent memory, it becomes an exponential curve up to about 8 billion people here on Earth. And so the point that I wanna make with all of that is that while we're here, I would like to say that if we're gonna term humans, it's like we're renters and users, okay? We're all renters, we're all going to be here on Earth for just a, a what amounts to, uh, frankly, a very small period of time in the history of mankind. All right, we haven't figured out how to conquer mortality. Um, so we're all renters of a sense. We're also all users, okay? There's all the different natural resources, of course, that we depend on here on Earth that we have to kind of rob the Earth of in a way, but also hopefully give back while we're here and just make the best of it, you know, based upon what is already here on planet Earth. And I'm not getting into a green conversation today. I think that's just kind of uh, kind of common sense there. The other way that we can kind of get into, uh, you know, how we could classify human beings would be as givers and takers. And what I mean by that is that while we're here on Earth, we're going to enter these different phases of life. At some points, we'll be givers. At other points, we'll be takers. Givers are those that are producing. They're producing for the betterment of mankind, or they're producing to kind of further an economy, or to contribute tax revenue or other things like that to their respective governments. All right, so we're all producers at one point or another. But we're also takers. 
there's times where we need help and we need assistance, whether it be from loved ones, uh, from the educational system, from our government, from healthcare, law enforcement, you name it, you know, we need to quote unquote take from what's available for us to survive and sustain ourselves. If you think of it just from kind of a chronology of lifetime, the first 18 years of our lives or maybe 14, 16 years of our lives, we're takers. We're taking from the system we're being provided for. Then if we look at an average career going from you know our early 20s to maybe early 60s, we're then givers. We're giving back to the community or the economy at large. Then we shift in our 60s, perhaps into retirement, and we become takers yet again as we're starting to live off of this system that we once contributed to and eventually become dependent on it, perhaps fully dependent on it. And then there's, of course, times throughout that phase of, of career that we might go back and forth and be givers and takers depending on what the economy is looking like or our job situation, what life has thrown us. So what do all these, these phases mean? It essentially means that, that we're all kind of in this together, okay? Not to have a huge powwow uh, conversation on it, but we're all dependent on one another, okay? And so the question becomes, is there ever an imbalance of givers and takers? And that's what we're really going to investigate in future episodes, especially in regards to entitlement programs, uh, retirement programs, education, um, all the different things that often we hear about debated through you know, political noise. We'll start to look just at the raw numbers of it all and see, are there ways to make it better? Or are there certain things that just have to happen? And then we have to kind of live in spite of that or with it. So having said all of this, I think the next logical question is, with population, is there a tipping point? Okay, like I said, it took a long, long time, thousands of years to get to a billion. And then just 100 years or so later, we were able to double that to 2 billion. And now it seems like every four to five decades, we're doubling again and now up to 8 billion. So does that mean by the time that we hit, you know, say another 45 years or so, when we get out to the 2060s, 2070s, could there be 16 billion people walking around the planet? Is that even sustainable? Do we hit that tipping point? And if so, what is it? Is it 15 billion, 20 billion, 25 billion? And then all of a sudden, do we get there and start to kind of retract and go backwards, maybe because of disease or war or starvation or just lack of those resources that we used to use while we were here renting our space on Earth? So nobody knows the exact answer to that, but needless to say, it puts a lot of pressure on what's here. And it's also something that's kind of necessary. I don't think it's anything uh, too surprising to see that all the growth humanity has enjoyed, enjoyed excuse me, over the 20th century, technological innovation, the luxuries we're afforded today, are brought together by all the people that produced and contributed, of course, to the global economy, all right? which was right in tandem with you know, the population explosion. So it could be seen as a good thing or it could be seen as a bad thing. But what we're ultimately seeing to go back to the givers and takers is not only is the population growing, but the, there's a shift as far as how long we spend in each one of those phases. And of course, as people are living longer and longer today, we're seeing that 
these folks who are retired and now dependent upon the systems in place are going to be uh, takers for longer than perhaps originally planned for. So naturally, to take and take more requires that we have more and more givers. Okay, so we need that population growth in one form or another to create more producers. But perhaps nature is already addressing this population issue in its own course. So if we look back at some statistics here, okay, if we take a look here at, uh, you know, the, the, the growth factor of, of mankind, which would be women having babies, just to be frank. If we go back to about 1950, women on average were having about 4.7 babies during their lifetime, okay? Now we fast forward to the current day, 2021, and the CDC says that here in America, a woman on average is having about 1.7 uh, children or babies in their lifetime, okay? That's a huge drop-off from what we had seen in the 50s in the post-World War II era, okay? The CDC also projects that to maintain perfect population replacement, women need to be having about 2.1 babies on average. Okay, so we're significantly below that, about 25% below that, which means that could the population curve start going in the other direction? And the answer is certainly, yeah, it's possible. We could actually start falling from that 8 billion number. But what happens in the meantime, before that starts to fall, is this very difficult transition, perhaps, where we have these elderly or the folks, the baby boomers, frankly, who are retiring, being takers for a longer period and not fulfilling enough givers uh, into the system. So how do you address that? Again, there's not perfect solutions to this. And, and I'm excited to, to share all of these findings in my book that you'll see again later this year. But one of the things here in America that has always been a saving grace is immigration. So if, according to the Migration Policy Institute, we go back to 1970, there were about 9.6 million immigrants living in America, which accounted for 4.7% of the overall population. We come to the current day, and there are about 45 million immigrants living in America, Okay, now representing about 13.7% of the population. So while that brings its own host of problems, especially as you see today on the southern border, uh, there is a silver lining in that, that we're able to attract talent. Uh, America is the most migrated country, migrated to country in the entire world by far. So that allows us to get more and more talent and productivity uh, that can feed the system that eventually we kind of depend on, okay? So there's a lot of connectivity uh, between these different phases of life and also the people, not just around the country, but globally, all right? So a lot of things, hopefully, that I've just given you to kind of think about. And the last thing that maybe I'd like to conclude with in respect to population is right now we're not seeing so much growth, especially here in America, you know, save for the immigration that we're now witnessing. Uh, but what there has been is a shifting of both locale and, and what folks are doing. And ultimately, people want to get closer and closer together, which is what technology, especially during the pandemic, has really allowed us to. If we go all the way back looking just here, kind of on a somewhat micro level of our country, in 1790, 90% of Americans lived in rural areas or on farms. Today, that number has almost switched. 
Uh, and now we're actually seeing it kind of the pendulum swing back since the pandemic with more people actually living or working within suburbia and not so much in the urban areas. So what does that mean? Well, as people move from different locales, from state to state or from city to rural area, again, we're taking givers and takers and we're shifting them around in these different economies, these different micro economies, which means that when a particular city uh, community or borough projects what their finances look like and what their future liabilities are, they may not be funded as initially uh, assumed because of just the simple shifting of people within that society. So I think that as you start to learn more about population, it's quite a fascinating thing and it begins to guide and influence every other aspect of money and enterprise. So I know that that was a lot of data. Hopefully I didn't lose you anywhere, but stay tuned because this is going to be a great segue to our next episode, which will focus on entitlements. Okay. And entitlements is something that again, starts macro, social security, pensions, Medicare, etc. And then again, it gets micro. How do all these things that affect every single American out there affect you in your own household? But it all starts with population. So I hope this was helpful. I hope it was informative for nothing else. Once again, I'm your host, Brian Kaderna. You've just listened to another episode of the Kaderna podcast. Please leave a review wherever you're listening and keep spreading the good word. We'll see you in a few weeks. Kaderna Podcast is for informational purposes only. Individual situations may vary, and the information should be relied upon only when coordinated with individual professional advice. Guardian and its subsidiaries do not provide tax, legal, social security, student loan, mortgage, or real estate advice. Listeners should contact their own tax, accounting, or legal advisors, or the social security department in this matter. All investments and investment strategies contain risk and may lose value. Brian Kaderna is a registered representative and financial advisor of Park Avenue Securities, LLC, Pass, 300 Broadacres Drive, Suite 175, Bloomfield, New Jersey, 07003. Securities, product services, and advisory services are offered through Pass, a registered broker-dealer and investment advisor. Nine seven three two four 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 two zero. Financial representative the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, Guardian, New York, New York. Pass is an indirect wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. Caderna Financial Team and International Planning Alliance, LLC, are not affiliates or subsidiaries of Pass or Guardian. Caderna Financial Team is a division of International Planning Alliance, LLC, a general agency of Guardian. Pass is a member of FINRA, SIPC. California Insurance License Number, OK04194. Content of the Caderna Podcast is copyright of Brian M. Caderna, all rights reserved. Any redistribution or reproduction of part or all of the content in any form is prohibited without prior permission from the Caderna Podcast. The views and opinions expressed herein may not be those of Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, Guardian, or any of its subsidiaries or affiliates. Guardian does not verify and does not guarantee the accuracy or completeness of, of the information or opinions presented herein. Any third-party materials referenced cannot be endorsed or verified by Guardian and are used as the opinion of the author. Guardian, its subsidiaries, or affiliates do not provide or issue or advise for mortgages. This material contains the current opinions of the author, but not necessarily those of Guardian or its subsidiaries, and such opinions are subject to change without notice. Approval number 2021-122783 expires 6-2023.